0: Hello guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Regan's Rugby Strength and Conditioning. Um, cheers for tuning in. I uh, had a bit of a break since the last one I, I, uh, I uploaded. I actually recorded them all way at the start of this year. Um, kind of got a backlog and I thought I'd have one releasing every week, which I did for a while. But I've just been slacking a bit. A um, few things going on. Uh, other things that are a bit more important like actually coaching people and um, so yeah so now I'm getting some time I'm also going to record a few more myself all the podcasts I listen to they all do solo podcasts and uh, I tried to get a few cool guests in which I think I have done so Uh, but now I'm just going to run a little solo one because why the f not Uh, people seem to like me talking shit so here you go here's another 15-20 minutes of it I'm not sure how long it's going to be but yeah hey ho so i just wanted to give us a little kind of recap uh into kind of my my sporting background and how i got to got to where i am now which is running regansrugby.com um as we all did played rugby as a you absolutely loved it every day of the week looked forward to it looked forward to playing school and uh school and club on the weekend got up to uh county level in under 18s i wasn't amazing at all i was all right i was an all right club player um and then i tore cruciate ligaments in both my knees not the same time one was when i was uh 14 and the other one when i was 17 and um just never kind of got back into it i played a few games my knee would swell up i couldn't play as good it would piss me off And then uh just kind of fell out of it stayed involved in the game watched my mates um trained my mates kind of all through my my studying career um but yeah didn't play haven't played since i was 19. (laughs) violin hashtag violin play softly Um, but yeah so that's my rugby background from then i kind of turned to strength sports the strength conditioning coach at my school was a competitive powerlifter and strongman aram he was on here not a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago. He's got powerlifting world records, strongman world records. Uh, won England's strongest man, Britain's strongest man at under 90 kilos. And so he got me into competing in strongman and powerlifting. So I couldn't... It was the, the, the agility side and the zigzagging of um, rugby that busted me up. People, people were hitting me and I was fine, but it was I would do a, a massive sidestep, as you do, because I had sick agility, fam. Um, and then it would just... My knee would buckle from my own sidestep, so I was I was... My side step was too strong for my own knee, believe it or not. And um, and yeah, so, so left and right, up and down, running was not good. But then when I was doing my rehab with him, he kind of get, got me into some strongman movements just for kind of rehab and, and it's still great for... For, for rugby if anyone can get their hands on some strongman kit i definitely suggest it log pressing stone lifting there's a load of lifting load of pushing load of running moving movements farmers walk um, all that kind of jazz so i would definitely if you can get your hands on some strongman stuff go train there at least at least once a month just to kind of vary it up so it's proper good full body uh functional training for rugby um, he got me into a few competitions did a few local ones again i was okay i was 19 at the time Probably around 105 kilos, a bit of a, a bit of turning 18 beer weight as we all do. Um, went to uni, started getting on the sesh, stayed at the same weight, but was a bit more tubby in the first year. I got a few photos. I might, uh, I might share somewhere. But yeah, got a bit tubby in the first year. <coughs> um, and then when I started sort of concentrating on my food again, started eating well, got out of the routine of getting on the sesh every single day. Uh, I actually dropped a fair amount of weight down to kind of like 94, 95 kilos, which was like my playing weight when I was like 18, 19. Um, And then I started looking at the strongman competitions, uh, the under 90 kilo category, which I hadn't done before. And at 105 kilos, I was pretty bang average. But when I lost all that body fat and after a few years more training, I was pretty sweet. Um, So I competed in the under 90 kilo category. Um got to England's strongest man my first year in that category. I think I was like near the end, like ninth or tenth, but I was just uh, just happy to be there, man. Uh, but no, it was really cool. There's some proper strong guys, um, mainly from kind of weightlifting and powerlifting backgrounds. Um, so yeah, big geezers. And a ninety kilos, I'm six foot bang on. Um under ninety kilo strongmen are like five eight and five nine. So while I thought I was tall and better than them, they were obviously a hell of a load stronger. But but anyway, <laughs> um couple more years competing in under 90 kilo strongman got to england strongest man a few more times my best position was third in england um and then if anyone knows strongman and if anyone knows a, a young boy in his 20s with a big ego in the gym he was lifting too much than his back can handle and i fucked myself up again um never been diagnosed well it's been diagnosed but, like, the pain's never gone away. Some people say slip disc. Some people say nerve damage. I don't know what it is. I've still got the pain now. Um, and so it cuts me up quite a bit. But I haven't competed in a strongman in a few years. And then after that, I kind of just focused on building my business where I was doing a lot of personal training and kind of strength conditioning coaching, mainly one-on-ones and group training. Uh, I always hold my hands up. I never say I've done the strength conditioning route, working with loads of clubs, I've just worked with my local club um, but I work with a lot of a lot of players online and, and in person more individually um, so that's what I've been doing the last couple of years and then the last year obviously trying to push this online training, I've been sick of getting up at 6am uh, having to charge quite a fair amount per hour because the gym takes its cut, and I've got to be there physically for a whole hour. And if anyone's on my online program, uh, they know that we only get kind of a half hour catch up, and you just do the workouts yourself. And just just for the market, I, I, I kind of thought that that the guys that play they don't they don't want to spend two or three spend like hundred plus pounds a week. On, on personal training or on a strength and conditioning coach um, when, when they're already going to the gym, they've got the motivation, it's just a bit of guidance they need. And I found that I had quite a lot of guys who would do just one session a week drop in and then they would love the program I would send them. <clears throat> um, so I kind of thought I'm going to offer this out to, to other people um, and uh, and it kind of just grew from there. I kind of studied a bit more online, online marketing, online advertising, stuff like that. Uh, and that is how it is kind of growing to where it is today got a good flow of people knowing about my stuff good good of people enjoying um the training i'm giving um and yeah hopefully it's just going to grow from there this podcast i mean i'm not famous yet guys come on do me a favor send it to your friends um but it's getting a couple of hits each week so that's why i'm going to try and keep on it again i'm also going to cut the short the uh recordings down a bit i mean when the ones on before i went on the analysis and out of out of well, most of them, most people only got to around halfway. I don't know if I'm boring. I don't know if it was too long. So I'm going to cut them down and do a couple of little uh, little short episodes, try and get it weekly again, hopefully get a bit more consistent uh, for you guys so that if anyone does like listening to it all the time, um, then hopefully I can keep it up with you. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, what I was going to go through, a couple of questions I've had. These have been on my phone for a couple of weeks now, but I'm going to ask you and say, I had a few questions today. Uh, I'm just going to run through them. I've thought about the the answers, but not properly. I'm just going to reread them again. Um, Some guys struggling to put on weight, mainly younger guys, uh, maybe breaking into seniors, struggling to put on weight. In-season we're talking about. um, If you're eating as hella much as you can and you're not putting on weight, um, there's not much more you can do. I know people always say, oh, just eat more. Um, But, I mean, you're in-season. You're doing four or five hours of running. Plus you're probably doing some training on your own uh, if you're already if you're literally stuffing yourself you're probably gonna have to wait until you're not doing as much running activity so your aerobic stuff goes down and you can do a bit more strength work and even some bodybuilding work in the off season uh, if you know you're not shoveling your face in stuffing your face in sorry every meal then that's that's all i can advise is be eating all the time trying to eat clean foods but i mean. Um, As Eddie Hall says, when you're trying to get 10,000 calories in, you can't have 10,000 calories of chicken and rice because that's going to be about 15 plates full of food. So if you're like uh, trying to get into the front five and you want to get from maybe 14 stone to 16 plus, I mean, you're going to have to have a few fairly unhealthy meals to get the calories in Cheese is high calories get some fats in there uh, i do think carb sources should always be fairly clean otherwise you're just not going to have the right energy uh, the right fuel in you um so don't just use it an excuse to have a loaf of white bread every day try and have some um whole grain carbs if you can uh unrefined unprocessed is my kind of general rule of thumb but just stuff your face like people think sometimes going to the gym is a chore for them eating is a chore as well like i'm i'm now my training's toned down a bit i'm not competing for anything i sometimes get to 8pm i've had two meals and i'm just i'm just not up for it and i've got to shuffle it shuffle it in whereas i know in the past when i was pushing 105 kilos and um shifting a lot more weight throughout the week my metabolism was crazy fast i was having two double shakes minimum four meals a day well that was uni days, so you know you have all the time in the world um but yeah you just gotta sometimes if eating's your if if you're if you're fit enough uh, and your ball skills are good just just try and concentrate on eating eating all the time i've got a client um which is more for (coughs) personal training rather than strength conditioning coaching but he wants to put on weight put on muscle and he literally had an alarm on his phone every two hours um to remind him to eat food so i mean if you're if you're If you're not stuffing yourself every meal, having a snack between each meal, that's all I can suggest. If you are doing that and it's in season, um, you might just have to wait until your aerobic work drops down a bit, and then you can focus on some more maybe bodybuilding or some, sorry, functional bodybuilding, not just doing fucking machines, bro. But I just mean a bit more higher reps, a bit more time under tension. Um, So that is my suggestion from that. Uh, Number two, how to come back from an injury. Uh, I've had a lot of other people on this podcast who would be better at answering this Uh, I'm not trying to say I'm better than physio uh, or Sports rehabilitator or anything like that, Uh, but how to come back for it number one is get it assessed and get it diagnosed so you know exactly what you are dealing with there's no point trying this and that and whatever if you don't actually know what it is you want to know what it is wait for the swelling to dough down <clears throat> go see a physio and actually a good physio not just the one your mum knows from school or some crap like that see a sports physio who's worked with rugby players before or whatever your sport you play work with athletes before <clears throat> uh, they will hopefully diagnose it if you go like once the swelling's down they can kind of move it around and do the fucking exercises um I pride myself when my knee was busting up on doing my physio every week, every time he told me to. Um, and I played for a season or two after my first one. Uh, obviously it's not the case in the second one, but you need to be consistently doing the exercises. Uh, Max, if a guy that's been on this podcast, he said another problem is when people come back from injuries, they, they, they got an injury for a reason. And if you if you don't keep on doing the rehab after you've come back, that injury is probably gonna come back. So you need to be doing your, your, your rehab <clears throat> even after you feel fully fit. Um, because it's just important to keep that, that that joint on you is weak. Like my knees are weak. If I was still playing, I would definitely do my hard physio um, once a week, hundred percent, or fit it around around my training. Physio isn't always just boring. Like but a lot a lot of people, if you see the if you see the wrong physio, um, not to shoot down on NHS, but some so, some physios I've seen there, they give you the bog standard basic. They give you the same template they're going to give that the sixty five year old grandma that comes in. See a sports physio get some money out of your pocket don't be tight they they're experts they would have been in their field for 10 plus years 40 quid for a for a physiotherapy assessment is is 100% worth it if they're a good physio they're going to give you a program to do as well uh, on your own on your own so get it assessed um don't come back without easing yourself into play that was a weird way of saying don't just go. Oh, I've done rehab for for a month. I'm going to play a full game next week. Go, ease into it. Go into no contact. Do some do some contact with your mates. Talk with your mates. Uh, at training for two weeks, uh, and then go into full contact with training for two weeks, and then maybe do a half a game, and then go into it. Don't just go straight into full game because your your body, whatever it is, shoulder, knee, whatever, will not be used to the impact, and you need to get your body. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard that. I just got a little. Uh message on my laptop anyway your body will not be used to the hits so you need to ease yourself into it drop the ego you've got a whole life ahead of you unless you're one of the guys that said oh it's my last season um then you've got plenty of seasons to play don't rush it in and do some serious damage um yeah so keep doing your rehab once once it feels fine get it assessed by a physio sports rehab most clubs will have a physio um in their in their club so just go and have a go or if not shell out 40 quid and don't be tight um another question i get is how to get faster now i'm definitely not as qualified as mr sam portland who was on here a few episodes ago so if you've got a question like this definitely scroll back and listen to him he knows a million times more than me. I've not studied the aspect as much as him. But the basics that I know, and most of the guys that I train, um, that are trying to get faster, they're doing the wrong stuff. So so going to the gym for the sake of the, going to the gym is not going to be as very productive. Um, especially if you've probably only got two real workouts in the week. If you've train, if you've got a game on Saturday, you're going to be fucked on Sunday. You might train Monday, you might still be fucked. Saturday, two. Tuesday, you've got rugby. Wednesday's another gym day or field day, what depends on what you want to do. We'll get onto that in a second. And Thursday's rugby training again. Friday, you shouldn't be doing anything heavy. So you've got one, maybe two days to work on your skills. And if you're going in there, just doing squats for the sake of it, doing some bench press, doing some curls, because that's what everyone else in the gym's doing, then you are wasting your time. Uh assess what your goal is. We're talking about speed now. Um Getting faster. Do you really think squatting up and down heavyweight is going to get you faster on the pitch? Think about the movement you're going to do. You're running forwards for one. A squat doesn't do that. You're pushing through the ball of your feet. A squat doesn't do that. The leg is extended and you're moving with power. A squat doesn't do that. So just assess what you want to do, what you're training for, and, um, and adjust your training accordingly. How to get faster. Quickly for me, I would say, number one, you don't need to be in the gym. Unless it's a nice good gym with a track or whatever, you need to be doing some outside running drills. Uh, and you need to see how important getting faster is. If you're, if you mean faster, you're a front row and you need to be faster around the pitch a bit more, you probably need to drop a bit of fat and do more conditioning. But if you are in the backs or you want to get some, some um, just your direct running in a straight line speed up, then you need to be doing that more. And also working on technique. So I don't know, you work on technique every Tuesday and Thursday at training with your rugby skills. Uh, I don't know why you don't work on your technique if you're looking to do with speed. Running is a skill that you need to develop. Why do you think track athletes um, train for 20 years? They're not doing squats every day. They are drilling the technique. Um, It's hard for me to explain on here, but just look at sprint technique. Learn from sprinters. I mean, people that like to get strong in rugby, they look at sort of powerlifting and they look at strongman because that's how they want to be. If you want to get faster, then look at some sprint drills. Find a sprint workout template. There's plenty on there. Plenty on the internet, sorry. Um, Get outside, do some running. Uh, You don't have to be in the gym. Um, And then the second thing I was just gonna say, which a lot of people that I train are are neglecting, is the power aspect. People are doing exercises I mentioned, squats, bench, deadlift, squat, bench, even curls. um, Good strength exercises but they're not power exercises, which is basically a nice, fast, explosive contraction, which is what you're using most time you're on the pitch, either running, going into contact, making a tackle, sometimes even standing up and getting off the floor, it needs to be fast. So you need to develop your power, not just strength, otherwise you might as well go and do a strongman competition, but just make sure you don't do it for four years and fuck your back up like me. That's all the stuff I was gonna go through today. I'm keeping these short and sweet. Hopefully you like these solo episodes because I'm gonna do a lot more. If you don't like my voice, then don't do it again. But if you think it's nice and soothing, then carry on listening. And um, that was a strange end to the show. Got any questions, let me know. Got any questions with the training, shoot me an email, regansrugby@gmail.com. Sweet, guys, and I will speak to you. I'm not going to say next week because I might not be. I'll speak to you soon. Sweet, guys, bye-bye.